2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Paul, across the timeline, gets a screen, sets up shop left elbow, guarded by Aiden. Shot clock at 13. Former teammates in Phoenix. Paul with a back cut pass to Curry, who goes baseline, easy reverse, or at least he makes it look so easy to make it 52-44. Eight-point quarter, 14-point half for Steph Curry. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker
4: room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. A happy Festivus to all. That is what the Golden State Warriors wished us tonight here on December 23rd, a couple of days before Christmas, as they complete and secure a perfect five-game homestand by putting away the Portland Trail Blazers at Chase Center tonight. Final score 126 to 106. The Warriors are a game above 500 for the first time since the middle of November. They complete just their second perfect homestand of five games or more since 2014-15, and they have won, going back a few weeks now, eight in a row at Chase Center. Evan Giddings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. Appreciate you tuning in. Feel free to call in at 888-957-9570, also the number for the Comcast Business Text Line. Thanks for chiming in on YouTube as well as Twitch. This was another kind of equation-type game for the Warriors in which they absolutely rolled. I mean, a 20-point win against Portland. I know they came out a little bit sloppy in the first quarter. Nine first-quarter turnovers leading to a 7-point Portland lead. They eventually flipped the script in the second quarter by going down from as many as 11 to up 11 at the break. And then they cruise in the second half again to a 20-point victory. So I thought this was a great game for the Warriors that really put a bow on, on what has been... A, I don't know about season flipping, but, set, but certainly turning point in their season, right? Because you came into the homestand four games below five hundred. There were questions about where this season's going, if you're going to have to move some players, if you're going to have to demote some players. Steve Kerr's wondering about Draymond Green and his indefinite suspension, and he did have some spicy comments before the game that I do want to get into, but players weren't Playing, you know, in, in their proper positions, roles were in flux, and now five games later, in just a week, mind you, because it was seven days ago that the Golden State Warriors were able to eke out a four-point win against the Brooklyn Nets, and seven days later, they're at a point where they're putting away Portland by 20 points. And essentially, in back-to-back games, giving Stephen Curry garbage time rest. I mean, this was a game in which the Splash Brothers, I thought, were fantastic again. To me, you know, the 55 points, six threes from Klay Thompson, another 28-point performance for Klay, who has been shooting the hell out of the basketball as of late, supplemented by what Curry continues to do. Reading the defense, you knew he wasn't going to miss a three this time because against Portland on Sunday, did not make a single three-pointer. He came out and made a three in the first 40 seconds against the Trailblazers, and he ends up with 27, and then the young guys, with what they're able to help the old guys do in this game, which is put away a team that they should, and definitively beat an opponent that they are better than, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. The young guys, the combination of Jonathan Kaminga, Brandon Pachemski, who was incredible in this game, And then even though he may not have had a great first half, I think overall Trace Jackson Davis had a solid game. He also got contributions off the bench from Moses Moody, who was a plus six in 17 minutes. And an overall good game and a much better game than he's played in in recent weeks for Kavon Looney. I thought he was incredible tonight as well. Dario Sharage continues to do what he does off the bench. And how about Chris Paul? I mean, the age-old, time-old veteran, 27 minutes Third straight game with 10 or more assists for Chris Paul ends up a plus 9 off the bench as the Golden State Warriors rack up a season-high 38 assists tonight against Portland. Now, And this is where, I would say two or three weeks ago, this is a type of game that I don't know if I can envision. And what I mean by that is this. The Warriors shot 30% from three point range. They made 10 threes. They committed 16 turnovers. I think three weeks ago, this is a game that they might beat Portland, but they do it in the fashion that they had beaten San Antonio, that they beat Portland earlier a couple of Thursdays ago, in which they're able to win by single digits. It kind of comes down to the wire, but they find a way to win, and we're looking at what kind of game this was. No, the Golden State Warriors did not shoot it objectively well tonight from three outside of Klay Thompson. You take away Klay's six threes. The Warriors as a team were four for 23 from downtown. But you look up and down at the passing numbers the correction of the turnovers in the final three quarters, as many in the last 36 minutes as there were in the first 12. And you look at what the young guys continue to add to the older core, and you also look at the Golden State Warriors. This was a team in which I thought their passing was the best it's been, and it's obviously reflecting the amount of assists that they were able to gather up. But you look at the near 60% field goal shooting in the paint, and the Warriors just absolutely burrowed their way inside. They took advantage of a Portland team without much size. Their their, their lone center being pretty much DeAndre Ayton. But this is a team that you can get to the rim against. And I don't think the Warriors settled much tonight. They did hit some tough shots. They made a couple of mistakes. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter because they cruised in a game they should have won. And I wonder how people are feeling now about the perfect homestand, about where the Warriors are at at 15-10 with the Christmas Day game coming up against the Defending champs in the Denver Nuggets. I wonder where people are feeling, how they're feeling about this team. 88-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings with you on Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game, the Warriors one twenty six over Portland, who uh, only scored one oh six in this game. It was it was a second quarter type of affair for the Warriors, which they they flipped the script. They set the tone. We're plus eighteen in the second quarter. They outscored Portland in the third quarter. The Splash Brothers to begin that half, and this is also where I think it. Look, I know they didn't completely run away with the game in the third quarter, but in the last few second halves before Washington, we did see the Warriors at times. They you know they built some double digit leads, right? And they go into the break up eleven. Then we begin to see or had seen teams kind of make their pushes, especially out of the locker room. The Splash Brothers weren't having it tonight. The first 22 points, pardon me, first 20 points of that quarter were scored by the Splash Brothers, including an incredible, personal 11-0 run by Clay Thompson, in which he hit just a, a quintessential Clay Thompson three. He gets it on the right wing after I think he'd already hit two threes in a jump shot, and he just kind of hoists. It was a classic, well, you didn't really like the shot, but it's a Clay heat check. He throws it up there and gets the shooter's bounce right of the rim, off the glass, and in. And it was, uh, well... I don't know if that was a great shot, but he made it. And it was a perfect cap to what had been a great Klay Thompson quarter, what has continued to be a great Klay Thompson stretch. Now I believe he's scored 25 points, more than 20 points for sure, because he came in the last five averaging 20 on 42% shooting. But Klay Thompson, I believe, has scored 25 points or more in the last now five games. This new Golden State Warriors lineup, their starting lineup that is, is five and 5-1 since the game against Phoenix in which Draymond Green was indefinitely suspended. I wonder how people are feeling about that and the way that this team looks. Also down Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton II tonight. This is a Warriors team that does appear to be turning a corner. And I, for one, am extremely excited to see where they go from here because while, yes, you beat Portland twice, you beat Brooklyn, they got the huge win on Tuesday against Boston, now you got some major challenges coming up successfully. You got playoff teams, your next three. You got Denver. Then you got, I believe, the Miami Heat come to town. You get the Orlando Magic, who are the fourth seed right now. Then you get Denver again at home. So you got some big boys coming up in the schedule that I think with what the Warriors have done in their last five, really in the last week, have proved to me that they are ready to take on those teams. And it looks like they're starting to build an identity. Again, this is the first perfect homestand of the season in which it's been five games or more. I know they won five successive road games at the beginning of the year, but they're beginning to look to look like a team that is coming together, and pieces are beginning to fit. Now, I know that Steve Kerr had some interesting comments before the game, was asked about just exactly what a lot of people are thinking about, right? How does someone like Draymond Green, or to a greater extent, Wiggins and Gary Payton II, how do those guys fit when you got nine to ten players right now that look like they found themselves? Jonathan Kaminga is looking like a player. Now nine straight double-digit games for Kaminga. Six assists, or pardon me, six rebounds, five assists tonight. He looked calm. He looked cool. He looked collected. He's been defending at an immense level. He's been passing now. He's becoming more of a playmaker than just a guy that looks for his own shot, but he can go get it when he needs to. Brandon Pachemski, who's been in the starting lineup now, which the Warriors are 5-1, and one, looks like a player that... Again, Brandon Pachemski didn't shoot the ball well from three tonight and I didn't notice it one iota because of everything else that he checked, because of the passing, because of the rebounding. By the way, six consecutive games, five or more rebounds for Brandon Pachemski in a rookie that has not done that for the Warriors since 2001. I'm looking at the 15 points, majority of which at the Cup, being poised with the basketball, not going too fast. He's a guy who the game slows down for. And for him to be doing that at age, what, 20? as a rookie in this league, is incredibly impressive. I think the game's also been slowing down for Kaminga. Said it last night a Warriors wrap-up. I think Kaminga is finally starting to come into his own, and I'll take it a step further. He's taking the third-year leap that everyone had hoped that he could, in which players begin to find themselves, but begin to find where they fit with certain teams. And I do think that Draymond's suspension has opened a door for Kaminga, but I also think it's a door that he's forced his way open and he's finally making the most of what he's been given. And I think that Steve Kerr is now beginning to trust him more than he ever has. And whether it's taken too long, it doesn't matter to me because it's happening at the time now in which the Warriors need it the most, which was four games under 500. And now they look at themselves and they are a game above 500. If you want to talk about Kaminga, if you want to talk about Pajemski, if you want to talk about the steadying nature of the Splash Brothers, again, 55 combined combined points tonight. If you want to talk about the perfect homestand, I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. Let's get out to Bayview, where Jerry wants to chime in on a special Warriors rookie. What's up, Jerry? You're on with Evan on Warriors Wrap-Up. How you doing?
5: Uh, Hey, Evan. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. I just, this rookie has really... Breathe some life into this team you've got people taking charges you've got Steph throwing up a hook shot I'm just I'm blown away by this guy and and his effect on the team and he is an essential starter as well as Kaminga I mean the the vets need this youthful energy and you would see it when you would take them off before this before this winning streak started and the turnovers would pile up. It's just, I mean, we can't go backwards. I mean, dream on it when he comes back. I love him, but he's going to have to work his way in. And I think, you know, the traffic jam uh, of, of players wanting minutes is real, but I, I just don't think we can go backwards. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Jerry. And I, I think that, look, the story of the night to me is the Splash Brothers, the young guys, being supplemental pieces to another definitive victory. But you're absolutely right that, and I think it builds off of what Steve Kerr said before the game, which he was asked in in his pregame, look, it goes out about an hour 45 before questions about the season. They're more kind of big picture stuff, usually, along with what's going to be happening as far as starting lineup. But here's what Steve Kerr had to say pregame. We have more good players than rotation spots, which is a good problem to have but not easy for the players themselves and essentially referenced that the rotation right now is set. And I think we've seen that. And it's, it's one of the reasons to your point, Jerry, why the Warriors have won their last five games. But what happens when GP two, Andrew Wiggins, and maybe most importantly, Draymond green return to the fold. That is what everyone wants the answer to. And I want to get to that in just a minute, but I do want to show some love to a guy who has been working extremely hard off the floor and I thought had his best game, perhaps of the season, but certainly in a long time. And that is our hardest worker of the game, Kavon Looney. brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinACSO.com. Evan Gettings with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. 888-957-9570 is the number. Shout-out to everyone watching on YouTube and Twitch. Um, people are chiming in about, you know, kind of what we're, what we're talking about. I see a C V. It's going to be hard to find minutes for Draymond and Wiggs. GP2, you can always slide them in when you need a stop on a star player. Yeah, so th- this is kind of the way I break it down because I think Kerr's right. They do have too many good players for the amount of rotation spots that realistically you're going to be playing – In a regular season game, yes. But also, and I don't mind getting too far ahead of ourselves because I think the Warriors are a playoff team. Who knows how far they can go. But if you're looking at a playoff rotation, that generally doesn't include, on an ideal night, eight or nine, or pardon me, more than eight or nine guys. So the Warriors rotation right now, let's just take the game tonight because it's been largely based on what they've done over the last week. You got your starting five. You got Curry, Clay, Pajemski. Kaminga, Looney. Now, Looney played 22 minutes tonight. was a plus 15. He played more because I thought he played well. In fact, he, along with Pajemski, had... Think about this. They both had seven assists. That's the most assists from the starting lineup. Now, Chris Paul had 11 off the bench, but if I told you that Kavon, Looney, Breda Pajemski were going to be the leaders of the starting lineup in assists, I, I don't know if I would have taken that bet before the game. So it just goes to show how well they've been passing as a whole. Uh, and, of course, along with Looney... Um, you know, to me, I think Trace Jackson Davis is forcing his, his way in. I was also glad to see that Kerr went back to Trace Jackson Davis in the second half because he didn't play particularly well in the first half. Um, I saw some people out there tweeting about how they didn't like the the guys that were out there with him. No, I, I think I think T J D had his had his first tough stretch in what, like a week? I mean, I don't think that's crazy. Guys are gonna have down stretches, they're also going to be able to bounce back and have good stretches like TJD did in the second half. He was a minus seven in the first half. He was a plus six in the second half. Ended up with thirteen points and five rebounds, along with a steal, and finished the majority of his looks around the rim, which is what they need him to. um Did go one of fourth the free throw line, but that's something we can work on. So I was glad to see that TJD was given a second rope, and I thought he played well in his second half stint. It was the big Warriors, why the Warrior, big reason why the Warriors were able to roll in the second half. So to me, the rotation again, Clay, Curry, Kaminga, Looney, Pajemski. You're looking at the bench of CP3, Trace Jackson Davis, Dario Scharch, and then Moses Moody. To me, those are pretty much the nine. Now I know Corey, Joseph, Guy Santos, a couple of other guys got in. But those are your nine for right now. And while Kerr has said that in the past, playing 10 is difficult to do. I think there needs to be some room. And this would be why. So GP2 Wiggins and Draymond come back. I actually think think Wiggins probably slides in a little bit easier just because he had been a part of the beginning of this win streak on the homestand. And he was playing 20 to 25 minutes tonight. Uh, Also had been playing less if he hadn't been been playing well. But remember, Wiggins up on Sunday in Portland was a big reason why they won that game. Went 4 of 6 from downtown, had 26 points. He played well against the Trailblazers. Uh, did not play very well against Boston. So, you know, he's going to be inconsistent, but he's going to get some minutes. So that'd be your 10th guy right now. I think that the odd man out at this point, which I hate to say because I think he was really good tonight and played well in the 17 minutes, would be Moses Moody. And that to me is where GP2 kind of fits in because I think you need GP2 against some, you know, athletic teams. Uh, you need him on the perimeter. I think he can also play, you know, a dunker spot position and. I'm curious to see how many minutes GP2 takes away from Pajemski because to me, that's the player that he's most akin to. I think Pajemski does more on the offensive side. I think GP2 is a slightly better defender. But then again, Pods made a couple of great plays on defense, including, I forget who he stripped. It might have been Brogdon, but he had an Iguadala like strip in the first half in which he just played with all instinct. instinct. And so I think he's beginning to make strides on the defensive side as well. The... The elephant in the room is Draymond Green. And I really wonder how he is going to fit back into this because I do think at the end of the day he's got to play. I know there's been a lot of people saying, well, you got to trade Draymond, you got to move him. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the bigger question is how does he reintegrate himself with this team? To me, he is going to be someone that's going to have to, because again, this is going to be like three, ideally, three weeks out might be longer, but this isn't a question that they're going to have to answer for a few more weeks. So we're going to have more of a sample size to choose from, and I think that games on the next home stand for the next seven against some better teams will give us more of an insight to that. But I think Draymond Green is going to have to work his way back. And what, about, what I mean by that is, when he comes back, he might not start. And he's going to have to look himself in the mirror and see where he is going to help this team, whether it's as a rebounder, a defender, a passer. Um, how is he going to fit with this group because this group is playing some damn good basketball right now. And I think he's smart enough to know that he doesn't want to wreck that. He wants to help that, or at least he should. And that's what I hope to see from Draymond when he comes back. I want to know what people feel about what Steve Kerr said before the game as far as his rotation, the amount of good players that they have, and where the Warriors are at as a whole at 888-957-9570. From the uh, 510, (laughs) where are all the clay haters now who said trade clay? Uh look, I-, I was not among that group. Now, I didn't necessarily think that Clay was going to come out of this, you know, this uh, abyss that people were saying that he was in and just immediately light it up the way he has. But you knew that was in the cards, or at least I, I think you, you should have known that that was in the cards. I mean, Clay Thompson didn't start the season very well last year, and then he had his best offensive months of his career in January and February. Like, that took some time. And the Warriors had a lot more problems last year. We don't have to rehash them. But Klay Thompson found his stride. He ended up leading the league in threes. He ended up scoring 20 points a game. And if he can do that again this year, I think that's going to be huge because this team has less offense, at least in a traditional sense of of scores, than they did last year. But that's also a big reason why when I look at Kaminga, and even Pajemski to some extent, I'm happy because I'm seeing scores that are finding kind of emerging scores is what I'm looking for. I think Kaminga is becoming an emerging scorer and a guy that doesn't necessarily need the ball to get buckets. And I think from watching the game, people can see that too. Like he can get his own shot anytime he wants, but he's also playing within the rhythm of the offense and being able to get some putbacks, being able to get some, some taps at the rim, being able to take a guy off the dribble, to go around Scoot Henderson, seeing a rookie that he's got, keeps him on his hip, takes him left, finishes at the rack for an and one. Pajemski, he was the one of five from three-point range tonight, but I thought he he just knows how to use angles to slice his way to the cup. He's also good at you know either cutting off of screens, um, finding open cutters. You know I, I think these guys are playing well together offensively, and the points to me, what I've learned more than anything else so far is that the points are taking care of themselves during the five-game win streak. How do you feel about it? At 888-957-9570. I want to step aside, come back. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, who spoke after the game on the other side. Also got your extending the three-point line highlight. And then we're going to get you out of here after the Golden State Warriors win their fifth consecutive game. Perfect homestand for just the second time since the 2014-15 season of five games or more. They handled the Portland Trail Blazers 126-106 at home. This is Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan Giddings. If you want to chime in, Comcast Business Text Line is open. YouTube, Twitch chat. Are open, And, of course, the phone lines are open at 888-957-9570. We're back
1: after this on 95.7 The Game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
3: by Walker, jump around the way by Thiebel, no good, rebound goes to Pajemski, Pajemski two-hand bounce pass to Jackson Davis flying down the lane, it's a dunk off the break. what a play, and Golden State takes a 14-point lead, Pajemski two hands and just hammered that bounce pass right to Jackson Davis.
4: Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That was Tim Roy on the call, as he is always here on 95.7 The Game for your Golden State Warriors, and that was a hell of a pass by Brandon Pachemski. Up ahead, in transition, leak-out pass, over the, ha- over the head, bounce pass, threading the needle between two defenders to a streaking TJD. These rookies are playing like anything but rookie players. I'm talking about Brandon Pachemski and Trace Jackson Davis. Warriors win 126-106 against the Portland Trailblazers. This is Warriors wrap-up with Evan Giddings on 95-7 the game. Shout-out to the Comcast Business Text Line for the 407. Warriors are back and putting the rest of the league on notice. Well, I don't know about that just yet, but they certainly do have a chance to make another national impression on Christmas Day when they take on the Denver Nuggets in Denver. The defending champs, I think, are going to get the best ever from these Warriors because I would agree that they're playing their best basketball right now. And that goes even back to the 5-1, and 6-2 and two start. They're playing more together than they did at that time, I believe. And it's resulting in, finally, back-to-back convincing victories in addition to their best win in the season against the Boston Celtics. Speaking of another convincing win on a back-to-back, clinching the five straight in a row at home, let's hear from the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, and what he thought about the convincing victory. Uh, 38 assists tonight. How does uh, what does that say about sort of your depth and, and how you guys are moving the ball around and getting everyone involved? Yeah, it was a it
0: was a beautiful uh, offensive game. A- after the the early turnovers, you know, Portland uh, was very aggressive defensively, and they got a lot of athletes. They they bothered us early in the game with their pressure, and then once we. Uh, Got a little better organized and and uh, got more under control. Um, we had some great possessions. Um, Chris continues to just uh, operate the team so smoothly, and uh, a lot of guys are really uh, playing at a high level. So fun to watch tonight. Clay's been, you know, playing really well for yeah. a little while now. What what have you specifically seen work for him? Is it a matter of his shots just falling down, or is he? And changing something. Shot selection is the biggest thing with Clay. Um, I think over the last five games, um, he's just taking better shots, um, and as a result, our team is more settled. Um, We just we just feel um, like we're operating uh, more efficiently. You know, he's coming off screens. If he's open, he's shooting it. If he's not, he's moving it. And and uh, when he does that, um, he's. He's at his best, and we're at our best.
4: When you
7: take into consideration, just as a follow up, what he said about Clay, but then also Steph's always shooting well, but everybody seems to be playing well. And you said after the Celtics win that it seemed as if that win could push you guys and give you a boost head into this season, well, the rest of this season. And it seems like that has been the case. What's the feel? I'm always asking about the feel, but what's the feel, you know, because it seems like everybody feels pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, the vibe is good. Um, you know, there, we have a, a lot of leadership in the locker room, and I think you know the guy I'd, I want to point out tonight is Kavan, um, You know, the last four games or so haven't gone his way at all. Um, Trace has played so well, so a lot of loons minutes have gone to Trace, and every single night, every day at practice, he's a rock. He's leading. Um, he's he's been great on the bench. Um, advising guys, uh, giving advice during timeouts, um, cheering them on when they 're playing well. Um, I think you know the true definition of a leader is, is someone who leads when things aren 't going well for himself, and um, that 's what makes loon so special is um, that 's who he is, and then you just know that things are going to turn back around like they did tonight um, and um, you know he, he had eleven boards, seven assists. Um, I thought he was fantastic tonight and that's that's who he's been um, his whole career. Just uh, totally professional, kind of an old soul, a lot of wisdom, and um,
4: steady as they come. So we're lucky to have Loon. I, I would echo that sentiment. Kevon Looney, and by the way, that was Steve Kerr, of course, after the Warriors beat the Portland Trailblazers by 20 tonight. But Kevon Looney, I think, has been a guy that has been lost because of what Trace Jackson Davis has done as of late. But he has not been playing great basketball, and tonight was – perhaps his best game of the season. In 22 minutes, racked up 11 rebounds, the six offensive boards for a guy who last year was the leader as far as offensive rebounding rate in the NBA, and also... Was well, great a great passer tonight. Seven assists for Kevon Looney. That was the second most on the team, along with Brandon Pachemski. So, plus 15 in 22 minutes. Definitely a big shout-out. Big ups to Big Loon, because to Steve Kerr's credit, he has apparently been doing it off the floor, and I'm glad to see it kind of culminate in a nice performance here to cap off a perfect five-game homestead. Let's get out to the calls now. We got uh, Junior in Pacifica up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Again, 888-957-9570 is the number. But what's up, Junior? You're on with Evan here. What do you got?
7: Hey Evan, good stuff. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, two comments, really. Some people are freaking out because Kerr said that he recognized talent in the youngsters during training camp. But anyone who's managed anything, even a kindergarten or a family, knows that once a vet or someone experienced achieves something, you got to give them some run and you got to give them, you know, first choice. And someone has to knock them off their pedestal. That's why, like, Draymond Green did not get a run until the guy in front of him got injured. So it's just how things are. and You know, let's not freak out. The Warriors have done so much for us as fans. Let's let's give them a little room to run. And the funny thing is, I wonder if I'm the first one to say this, we seem to have stumbled onto a a two-and-a-half generation timeline, you know, not a two timeline plan, but a two and a half. So right now, at just a snapshot, we've got Steph and Clay and youngsters running around doing amazing things, and it's some of the you know three, four, five, six, seven players who look like they might be in danger of Draymond being the poster guy for mm-hmm. this, of losing their default you know starting positions, and it's just fascinating um everyone says our goal this year is the championship and i get it that of course that's the goal but sports sports to entertain us and man there cannot be much more entertaining than what we're seeing right now i'm not saying the warriors are back and and they are not making the nba tremble at this point the niners are making the nfl tremble this year but uh you know the warriors are just making themselves interesting maybe in contention and it's wonderful to see what what a bunch of stories, and uh, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. It sounds like you are,
4: too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How can you not be? The Warriors are—look, they've always been interesting. Even when they were going through their 4-12 and 12 stretch in 16 games, they've been interesting. But we're seeing that interest turn into positivity, and that's what's been so cool to see in the last week. Again, it's only been seven days, but starting with Brooklyn, then to Portland, then to Boston, Washington last night, and then Portland again— The Warriors appear to be turning a corner. I'm not ready to put them in championship contention either, but they look like they're beginning to turn a corner. He also said something interesting that I think has gone through a lot of people's minds about the, I guess, kind of full circle potential reality that we're beginning to see, which is when Draymond Green got an opportunity to start in the 2014-15 season, it was because of an injury. David Lee missed the beginning of that year, and Draymond Green flourished. He blossomed. It was a big reason why the Warriors started 20-2 and that year. There's still a long way to go, and there's going to be a long time before we see Draymond Green again because of his indefinite suspension. But I do think we're beginning to see the accelerated ascendance of someone like Jonathan Kaminga, and to maybe a lesser extent, Brandon Pachemski, who are getting opportunities in the starting lineup because of the absence of Draymond, tonight the absence of Wiggins, and then of course the injury to Gary Payton II, but... These guys are making the most of their opportunity the way that Draymond made the most of his back in 2014-15. I'm not saying that Kaminga is going to step in and automatically make the Warriors title contenders and that he's going to go on to be a future Hall of Famer like Draymond Green did, but it sure would be something interesting to see that come full circle. And I am getting to the point now, I still got to see more. There's five games coming up that I think are going to tell us just how good this starting lineup can be together. They're 5-1 and one since they've been put on the floor. But the next week or so, I think, is going to give us a better insight as to whether or not that reality that you were touching on, Junior, could potentially come to fruition. Uh, let's go to Mark and Milbray. What's up, Mark? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan. How you doing?
8: Yeah, what's up? Coming from the game, uh, really impressed right now. Glad to see Clay. Looks like he's found his form. I hope that uh, continues here. Uh, going throughout the season, and it's just not a, a great stretch of ball he's playing right now, but uh, it's great to see him breaking out. Curry obviously playing out of his mind all season, basically carrying this team through this rut they've been in, and as you mentioned, these, this young core, really impressive. Podemski really showing he's going he's gonna to be a player, hopefully this is not a stretch where they hit the wall soon here, but these young guys really showing out, and Trace Jackson Davis has been the surprise of the, the season so far. I'm just really impressed by what he's doing. I'm glad to see that Looney, when, we know this about Looney since he's been here. He's the ultimate professional. He's not going to complain or pout. He'll do whatever the team needs. So that means if it's a reduced role coming off the bench, he'll gladly do it. And it's he's showing that Trey Jackson Davis right now, it's his time to shine and, and deservedly so. Because that guy is really just showing out and, He's making Kerr have to play him, so it's a matter of not being forced to, because of the inconsistencies of Wiggins and Draymond being out and injuries. He's he's earned his spot there to be relied upon in in the rotation there. And you know, once you got Curry's uh, uh, trust, then then you know you're going to be getting big time minutes. Yeah, and it's really shown here in this 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 uh, this this win streak. But now you got a, a tough stretch of games here. And we're going to see what the Warriors are made of. They, they came back showing up from lifeless. But now tough such a here, we're going to see starting with the world champs on uh, Christmas Day. I want to see these guys go. I know Denver's a tough place to play. But if they can go 500 through this stretch, I really do think they're out because they found their form. I think the creep for the Warriors is now dominating at home and trying to be somewhat near around 500 on the road.
4: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Look, I think some good stuff there, and I think we're all at the point where the Warriors are back into the limelight for all the right reasons, right? They have been in the news recently for things that don't simply concern basketball, the things that have been off the court, and they're getting back to what they have done best during this dynasty, which is play at a consistently high level, have great consummate professional leadership like you're talking about with Looney, And playing winning basketball, that's what we want to see. Let's get to our extended three-point line.
3: Thompson guarded by Grant. Shoots right over the top of him. Bounces up and bounces in. It hit the rim, bounced high in the air, and then bounced in a three-ball for Clay. little hometown discount there. He's got a 10-point quarter already.
4: That's a great call from Tim Roy here on 95.7 The Game. That is your extending the three-point line brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoatsmenhealth.com. Let's quickly sneak Dog Trainer in here on Warriors Wrap-Up before we wrap this thing up here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Dog Trainer? How you doing?
5: Hey, I'm doing good. You know, I'm really happy for the Warriors, and one of the guys I'm most happy for is Steve Kerr. He's a really classy guy. He doesn't throw his guys under the bus. He doesn't make excuses. He takes responsibility for his own coaching situations that he has to be responsible for at times. But one of the things I think is really simple, and I think it's really good, uh, taking kids to the games and young people, their impressions, especially during this time of year, you know, the family and whatnot, and the ticket prices, you know, they're always going up. It's good to see the unity. It's good to see the the different – you know facial expressions on the bench and and on the floor with with or with with Golden State, but the one thing that I think is really really a cool thing is it, it's very clear now that when there's no distractions, and when they take the talent that they can train and focus, I mean just like a dog, you got to start a dog out without too many distractions. Once you get it trained to a certain point, once you get it focused on you, the trainer or the owner, either way. You can bring in more distractions, and the dog can still obey and perform. Hmm. Same with people. These, these are players that have different types of unique skills. For them to bring that to the court consistently, it's difficult to do that with distractions. And, and I hope that they do get Draymond back, and I hope when they, they bring him back, I, I hope they don't throw him a lot of minutes right. I hope they make him earn his way back on the court because there needs to be respect shown to these players The same high level of respect that Kerr and the Warriors gave Draymond, they need to expect Draymond to give back to them because winning without him, and we hope this this keeps rolling, but obviously when they don't have distractions, you can see how they come together, and I think it's really nice to see that. And and I'm I'm, I'm praying for Draymond, and and I, I hope he comes back, and I hope everything works out. I believe it will. But, you know, that's just my perception.
4: Well, I appreciate the dog trainer. I think that's a great place to to leave us for this night because this is a great night for the Warriors. And they're not done yet. They got a lot of they got a long time to go. they got a lot of season left, right? But 126-106 over the Portland Trailblazers is a great place to leave us right before the Christmas holiday. And I think a great place to leave everyone before I don't know, you're off for work next week. Maybe you're hitting the road. You're going back to see some family. Maybe you got family in town. you got you got people huddled around the fire. You're around loved ones. And I think it's really great that at this specific time of the year, the Golden State Warriors are giving us some heartwarming with their play. And they did it in the last seven days. A week ago, they were 10 and 14. We thought this thing was spiraling out of control. And they have righted the ship with five successive victories, all of which have been in their own way quality positive and of course you get the big win against Boston following it up with back-to-back wins last night and then tonight against Portland this is where I'll leave everyone here on Warriors Wrap it. but I appreciate you chiming in on YouTube I appreciate our Comcast business text line all the callers tonight as we do, as we do always here on 95.7 the game is this I am so excited for Christmas Day not just because I'm gonna get some presents but not because I'm gonna give some presents But because the Golden State Warriors have proved to us that with the way that this new look team is playing, that they deserve to go into Denver and have a chance. I don't know if we could say that a week ago. I wasn't necessarily looking to Christmas Day a week ago. But after the five successive wins here at home, a perfect homestand for the second time since 2014-15, the Golden State Warriors, I do believe, can go into Denver and win. Whether they will... Whether they won't doesn't really matter because they have righted this ship to the point where now they're a game above 500. They put a lot of the extracurricular storylines on the back burner. Even though they were brought up pregame tonight, those are still weeks away as far as Draymond, GP2, even Andrew Wiggins to some extent, who's been unavailable the last two nights. The Golden State Warriors, because of the Splash Brothers consistency, because of the young players emergence, and because of the consummate leadership and professionalism in their middle-aged guys, and specifically embodied by Kevon Looney, have righted the ship now to a point where it looks like they can turn a corner. And that's why I can't wait to see how they measure up against the defending champs on Christmas Day and where this season is going to go when they come back home for the next seven. Longest home game of the year coming up next week as the Warriors get themselves set for a Christmas Day affair with the Denver Nuggets. That's going to be 11.30 a.m. on ABC. You can, of course, catch the action right here on 95.7 The Game. And also make sure to tune in after that because we got your Niners coverage. The red and gold uh, pre-game, our kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal will be two hours before the 5:15 kickoff down at Levi's Stadium. Monday night football between Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. Battle of the Titans. AFC-NFC, 11-3. and Can't wait for that. Our guy Sterling Bennett, who's been running every single Warriors game for us here, is our network coordinator. is going to have post-game for the Warriors. He's going to have Post game for the Niners, and I know we're going to have a lot of great coverage come up for you on Christmas Day on Monday before, we, of course, we get back to things into the rhythm from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Tuesday. So I appreciate you tuning in to this edition of Warriors Wrap-Up. Again, a big thank you to Sterling Bennett, our entire production staff here at 95.7 The Game. My name is Eddie Getting. saying so long after the Golden State Warriors win their fifth in a row. They're back above 500 for the first time since November 13th as they defeat the Portland Trailblazers. Final score 126-106. to 106. Have a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, to however you celebrate. We appreciate you tuning in. Much love. We'll talk to you next time.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.